This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is your host, Sean Daly. And today our topic is green real estate. And to discuss that topic with me is Tiffany Elston, who is a development associate for Green Key Real Estate in San Francisco, the uh, first and apparently only green real estate brokerage in San Francisco. Tiffany, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So tell us about green real estate and green realtors. What do we need to know? All right. Well, green real estate is is really an emerging niche. It uh, has not been defined as of yet in any mainstream forum. So we're kind of um, taking a stab at what we see as an emerging trend, um, and that's the increase of green buildings, predominantly right now in the commercial sector, but the residential is uh, coming along fast as well. And then along with that, increasing consumer awareness about the benefits of a green home, both in terms of health and for energy and um, long-term savings. So we're trying to explore and leverage the nexus between the builders who are building the homes, the consumers who want the homes, try to bridge whatever gaps there may be in terms of education or helping to connect people who want uh, a green building or whatever else, just trying to really expedite the creation of green real estate in the Bay Area and then hopefully beyond um, all around the country as well. Sure. Now, do you see this as an, uh, is this a national trend or is this sort of localized to the Bay Area? Because, I mean, obviously the Bay Area is a major part of, you know, the green movement and there are other uh, centers throughout the country, but are we seeing this actually happen elsewhere? Yeah, we actually get a lot of inquiries uh, from all around the country. There are definitely pockets of it where it's growing on. Going on, you know, Austin has the oldest green building program in the country. Um, areas like Seattle have uh, have been making headway in it as well. You know, New York, Chicago. Um, there are definitely pockets, and the you know the larger Midwest or some of the more you know rural areas of the country have yet to catch on. But it's absolutely a national trend, and you've got a lot of cities that are adopting lead standards for municipal or commercial buildings, some even in the case of Boston for private developments. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it's definitely catching up really fast. Now, you mentioned both commercial and residential. Are, uh, is Green Key handling both types of real estate? No, we, we focus solely on residential brokerages. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and, and so is it really more about, is it just about really being a, a broker for specializing in green homes? Um, or, you know, or how much of it is also, uh, you know, the way that you guys conduct your own internal practices as a realtor? Or right, it exactly. It's, it's twofold. So on the operations level, we're a green business. We're certified by the San Francisco Green Business Program, um, as well as by Co-op America. So in terms of purchasing practices, we try to have the least impact possible. We offset all of our energy usage. Um, You know, all of our furniture is is made from recycled materials or is secondhand. 
um, so on and so forth, and we give a percentage of our profits back to the community, uh, to local nonprofit organizations, because that's a really important component as well. But then the other side of it is that all of our agents are required to be certified green building professionals through an organization called Build It Green. Yes. Which is a, yeah, an organization based in Berkeley, an amazing nonprofit um, that trains building professionals as well as raters, and they've got a local uh, rating system called Greenpoint Rated, which I can go into more later. Gosh, but, I thought you meant the Oakland Raiders for a second. I got nervous. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> be a, a little off track. Sorry to offend any Raiders fans that might be listening in today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but it is San Francisco, so yes, you can say you that. you never know. You've got to give the important disclaimers. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. So um, I'm just I'm curious, what kind of inventory do you have for green homes? Well, that's, I mean, that's the interesting, interesting part. San Francisco, for being as progressive of a city it is in, in, in terms of many environmental reforms and measures, really has a very low inventory of green homes. I think really? partially the ones that are out there, the people who have taken the time to do a green renovation or a new construction, want to stay in their homes longer well, because, because they are nicer to live in generally. Um, we've seen a couple come on the market recently, um, but right now we're working with a very low housing stock. So the other, the other goal of our business is by having all of our agents be certified green building professionals as well as eco-brokers is that we really want to actively work with our clients, whether they're buyers or sellers, to help them green their homes. Hmm. Yeah. That's, now, that's particularly interesting in the market we're in right now, which, you know, is extremely slow. And, you know, I just read in the paper yesterday, it's the, the biggest, at least in uh, Sonoma County, where we're based, in the North Bay, it's worse than 16 years. And so I would expect that there would be an extremely high inventory. So you're saying that even in what I would assume in that market is also a very high inventory market conditions, the, the, the inventory tends to be pretty low. Yeah, there just really isn't a lot on the market. And I think, I mean, that also has to do, you know, San Francisco is kind of an isolated island in terms of being a housing market. It hasn't been really affected by the subprime collapse, not, you know, not even close to, to what Sonoma is experiencing. Um, but it's also the, the rent-to-own ratio, you know, sev- about 70% of the people who live here rent. Mm-hmm. So the 30% who can afford to buy, it's a, you know, it's a small small pocket of the population um, and working with those homeowners. And then there's also the, you know, the key development players have been around for a while. And when you've been doing something for 20, 30, 40 years and you've, you've been successful in it, it's harder to convince someone sometimes that, you know, this is the better way to go. So little by little, you know, it's catching on. There's one one large-scale development. It's a 265 unit called Artera down in Mission Bay, and that's going for LEED certification. But that's the only large-scale condo project that's being built right now that's really going for the green specifications. In, in that area? Right. Right, because we have one actually up in uh, Roner Park, which is the Cotting Enterprises, which we're hoping to get on the show at some point just to talk about those types of large-scale projects. Is that uh, the Sonoma Mountain Village? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, right. I met them at West Coast Green, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I, I see what you're saying about, I mean, that market certainly, it seems to be a market-specific thing. I'm kind of curious about the, the trends in general, though. My hope has been that there's been more drive for and more demand from people who are shopping for homes uh, to, you know, to be asking for these types of things. Is there solar on the roof? You know, um, you know, are there other, is the, you know, well, in a best-case scenario, I guess, lead certification would be, be there. Are those kind of questions starting to be asked? I mean, not, and again, I'm asking you for the perspective, you know, because this is a national audience that right. listens in on this program. I'm curious about your market. I'm also curious the bigger picture if people are starting to ask those questions in general more now. 
As, I mean, you know, as as far as I know, yes, it's it's hard to say because you know real estate is so place specific. Um, but location, I mean, location. nationally <laughs> speaking, in terms of the the data I've seen, you know, this is not going to be personal experiences, but the data is definitely pointing in that direction. Um, you know, by 2010, McGraw Hill just put out a construction that said the residential green building market is expected to grow to 38 billion dollars. Um, not including residential remodeling. There's definitely, um, and that was a survey of about 75,000 builders across the country, but they're starting to get those numbers. That's obviously a large number. Uh, do you know, do you have any idea what, what it is now? I'm just curious what the growth is over time that they're expecting. What, what it, was about, it was about 5 to 10% was, was the growth rate. So I think now it's about 2 to 3% of the total market share, um, which represents... I would say around somewhere around you know fifteen billion or so, uh-huh. and then it's supposed to grow five to ten percent, um, and maybe well beyond you know at that point. And there's definitely a lot of evidence of consumers asking those types of questions, but I think we're also kind of at a tipping point here as well, where where builders are seeing the trend and they want to build it. There can be a bit of a premium, especially if you're you're just going into the market. Although they're saying that it's about one percent if all of the key players and materials and everything is done right from the planning process on. But there's also a lack of education on the consumer side where they want it, and they know maybe, you know, in terms of health benefits or long-term energy savings, but they don't know exactly what that is. They think it's going to be a lot more expensive. Um, There's another survey that, that came out that pegged the perceived cost of green building at about 17% mm-hmm. when the actual cost is about, you know, 1% to 2%, de- depending on how it's done. So we're, there's a lot of education that needs to happen, but it's definitely moving that way. Right. I, have, well, I have no doubt. Definitely agree with you on the education side, and that's why we, that's why we exist, is trying to be part of that and help, uh, help people, you know, help get the word out. Right. Um, now, as, as this audience or the national audience of home buyers, and I, I mean renters as well, starts to get more educated and we see the demand increase, which it sounds like is what's going to happen. Um, until then, I would imagine, or I'm guessing, that the uh, remodel market is also important here. Are, are you guys working with uh, people who are looking to buy homes that maybe aren't necessarily super green off the bat, but are good candidates for being a green fixer-upper? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I said, because the green inventory is low, we feel that if we can work with you know, a non-green buyer on a conventional home to green it as much as possible. That you know, we're we're doing our job. You know, that we're increasing the the greenness of San Francisco one sale at a time. I mean, that's part of our mission. Because if we were to work exclusively with green homes, I mean, we would be out of business. And and the whole idea of this movement is is not to be exclusive. It's to be inclusionary sure. and to bring all the key players in and to say, you know, it may not be 100% green. It may not receive LEED Platinum certification, but, you know, if you replace your windows or you paint with no VOC paints or, you, you know, you do a couple things to increase the health, durability, and value of the home, you know, we commend that and we definitely encourage it. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, so then it sounds like for any realty company that might be listening in that's looking to kind of be, be greener and work with that type of audience that's looking for uh, homes in this category is really building an array of relationships with the green uh, builders and remodelers. Yeah, exactly. That's really the, that's the key here, especially with the, it sounds like with the remodelers especially. Right. And architects and suppliers and, yeah, build up the network as much as possible. Yeah. The exchange of information at this stage is really important. 
So on, if you don't mind me drilling down a little bit farther on that and on this point, I'm curious about on the remodel projects that you've worked with uh, your clients on, what are some of the typical, you know, sort of fixer-upper activities that they've gone for off the bat? Well, I work, I work typically more within the operations level of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of clients, a couple of our agents that are working actively with clients, a couple of purchases that they've just made. Um, but for example, as part of our closing package, we give our buy, for our buyers, we give a home performance green up by a, a Bay Area company called Sustainable Spaces. So it's a whole house performance test. Mm-hmm. They come in and they check where, where you're losing the most air, you know, which translates often to heat with air leakages and windows and doors and wherever else to see where the most cost-effective improvements are for energy efficiency. So that's a, that's a great way to start is just to do an overall assessment of where you're going to lose the most energy, and then you can decide, you know, based on what your financial resources are. Um, painting is, is another really common one, you know, an easy way to just change, the, change and characterize the space. So we really recommend no VOC, not just low VOC, but to go no VOC. Um, Our our president and broker did a bathroom remodel, and he incorporated radiant floor heating and recycled glass tiles and ice stone countertops. That's another popular one. Um, Duck sealing is another really easy one to go for that a lot of people do. Not seeing a whole lot of solar at this point. because that just tends to be, you know... it's not very sunny in a lot of parts of San Francisco. Well, you know, actually, the, contrary to popular belief, San Francisco has a really well-suited climate for solar. Is that um, right? Because we get, we get a, a, a large amount, of, a decent amount of sunshine per year, mm-hmm. but it's not too hot. Because when, they, when it's too hot and the sun is too, in, the sun is too intense, mm-hmm. it actually degrades the panels and makes them wear out quicker. San Francisco is really well suited for for it, but the problem is that you know it's about a five to seven year payback depending on the size of the system. Mm-hmm. The average homeowner holds onto their home you know about three to five years, uh, yeah. and the PG and E electricity rates are already so low that it's those all those things kind of work you know to against yeah yeah, to yeah. Against. and again I, I think it's this is market specific you know it depends on on where you are and the size of the home and the and the cost in that area so right yeah because up here it's a definitely yeah you're looking at the same window but the you're still you know typical home is going to generate usually enough to um you know, justify the the expense, right? Uh, but it just depends on where you are, right? Exactly. So, so not so much on the solar. That's that's that surprises me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's still a lot of a lot of solar building going on, and like I said, if you've got it's a lot of it's just cost effective measures for people. You know, for some for some it's not a question of money, and you know they can afford the initial investments. For others, it really depends on what makes the most sense and what's going to save them the most money in the long term. So, solar thermal is a pretty cost effective way to go. Um, more so than the PV, you know, things like tankless hot water heaters are also pretty popular. You know, salvage materials or recycled flooring. What about gray water reclamation? Is that even possible with being on city water? And it's it's tricky. Um, you you can do it, but there's definitely some loopholes that you've got to jump through, um, and depending on the size of the system. And you know, we're going to see, I think, a lot of code and and regulations that are going to shift to be more favorable to some of these technologies as it goes along. 
Are you, are you, I'm curious about um, the percentage breakdown of your customers. So you mentioned that you couldn't make a business, at least as of right now, where the market is uh, with just green homes based on inventory and such. Um, is, is the rest of the balance of your clientele that you're working with uh, green remodels, or is it some percentage green remodels and then some just sort of normal real estate transactions that are not involved with green? They just happen upon you guys because they want to work with a, you know, a green realtor. Well, it, we're starting to collect um, a little bit of data in terms of what, what the customers are doing. I, I would say that 90% of the people that we work with are going to do some sort of green home improvement. In terms of the, our listings for things that we've got on the market now, that those are probably a little bit lower for what improvement, you know, what we've got and encouraged people to do before the sale of their home. And so they may have come to us because they did agree, you know, with, with our values, environmental and social values. But I would say that uh, of our buyers, 90 to 95% of them are going to do some sort of green improvement. Okay. Okay. So, so you can't make a business out of it one way or the other. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's Absolutely. good to know. And again, that's good for people that may be realtors out there in that business and, and are looking to, to go this direction. Right. Uh, well, I mean, real estate's the largest vehicle for wealth in the world and buildings consume over 70% of our total energy usage. So, you know, with increasing building trends and coupled with consumer desire, but lack of education, real estate really is the perfect hub to help propel a lot of these trends along and try to expedite the creation of, of more green real estate. So I think it's a very, very valuable place to be in right now. No, absolutely true. And it's good to see, uh, it's good to talk to you about this because we haven't had the realtor perspective before. Uh, with regards to the assessment, in regards to you know building and remodeling and things like that, and on the material side, right. Uh, so it's it's good to hear. I'm also curious. Can you give us you know again going back to the down market? It's kind of hard to avoid the elephant in the room of, of where the market is right now. At least in again, it's you know it's market specific, but I think uh, the the large majority of uh, especially uh, the California real estate market right now is extremely down. And I'm wondering, is there is there some sort of price protection offered by sort of greening your home? Does that, does that tend to insulate somewhat against the price drops uh, versus a, a, a non-green home? See, I, I think it's, it's a little too early to be able to, to determine whether or not that has an insulating factor. I, I would like to say that it is um, in terms of, you know, depreciation being insulating and, and perhaps helping to appreciate. And I think that not just with the current subprime issue, but coupled with uh, increases in energy prices, um, you know, water usage, things like that, as we start to run up against more shortages, then that's definitely, I think, going to guarantee you a little bit more of a solid spot in the market. Because, you know, if your utility bills are 40 or 50% lower, or even zero, depending on what measures you've used, and if you've got solar, then your neighbors, or, you know, that you use 30% less water, um, you know, so on and so forth. I think that those types of things are going to give you a competitive advantage, and they do already. But in terms of re- the relationship to the current collapse, I think just a lot of the problem that you're seeing is within the last two years of a large first-time homebuyer population that entered into a market when developers were building, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of thousands of track homes, you know, when they were flying off the shelves as fast as people could buy them because they were purchasing them on a very risky loan. Right. Those are the people that are suffering. You know, even the first time home buyers that went in four or five years ago that had chance to, to pay down the equity a little bit more on their homes and get ahead before the prices started dropping and the rates increased. You know, so it's it's hard to say. A lot of this stuff we'd we'd love to you know, have a matter of but, fact statements, yeah. but it's really too early. We're on you know? the edge. Yeah, no, it's the edge for sure. 
we're we're trying to collect that data and, and you know to make a running log of the the reports and and everything that's that's evidenced at this point. Um, but like I said, it's still early in the game. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back on uh, in the future for an update on, oh, on the market. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because we, we'd love to hear. I, I'm certainly very interested to see as we get more data, uh, you know, to make these comparisons. I think it's really valuable and, and useful for people. Absolutely. Um, so, and do you, just in parting, uh, do you have any tips that you would like to leave our audience uh, listening in today with about working with green realtors or shopping for green homes or remodels? I, w- I would say it's it's definitely a worthwhile investment. Um, that you know the the greener the home, the they tend to be healthier, um, more durable, and the occupants happier. And if you're looking to work with a green realtor right now, um, you can start by going to a site called EcoBroker.com, and that's all one word. It's a it's an organization based out of Denver, Colorado that certifies realtors all over the country, and it's an online course that gives them a little bit of an advantage in being able to look for and sell the specific features of a green home. Um, And then on another note, Green Key will also be offering a franchise model coming out in um, early 2008. So if there are any brokers out there or realtors interested in becoming brokers and opening up their own office, you can definitely get in touch with our president, Chris Bartle. And And, and that's outside of California as well? Yep, it would be a nationwide franchise. Well, my guest today has been Tiffany Elston. She is the development associate with Green Key Real Estate in San Francisco at www.greenkeyrealestate.com. Tiffany, thank you so much for being on the program and uh, sharing this information with us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.